Hi, this is Josh Fonker, and welcome to the Work the System podcast, where we help business owners move from owning a job to owning a business, mastering their systems so they can simplify growth. And today, I've got a special guest. I've got Josh Carey from Hidden Entrepreneur. And Josh Carey has spent 40 years in hiding. That's right. He was hiding every aspect of himself, showing up with a mask in all areas of his life, trying to gain approval. And now he's out of his mask, and he helps entrepreneurs do that as well. He's got a podcast called The Hidden Entrepreneur Show, where he sits with entrepreneurs, creatives, and small business owners who are once also in the darkest places. And so he works with these entrepreneurs, again, helps them unmask themselves. And today we're going to be diving deep and we're going through his process, how he does it. And so I'm excited about that because I'm sure I'm going to learn a few things. So I got my pen handy, take some notes. So Josh, you ready to get started? As ever, Josh. Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Good. And I love interviewing people who have the same name as me because again, uh, I don't have to remember their name. Perfect. So let's uh, let's get started. Uh, what's your story? How did you get into this line of work of helping entrepreneurs? Uh, well, basically, I am the hidden entrepreneur, like you said, and that title came from just a, a logical progression. Meaning, like you said, I spent forty plus years in hiding, which means I was hiding behind fear. I used that as a comfort, which is all sorts of irony, um, and I was hiding all of the true, authentic, legitimate best parts of myself when I would show up all throughout life in any situation. I would show up to personal situations, business situations, social situations, get this, as the person that I believed the other person wanted, expected, or needed me Mm -hmm. to be. So I wouldn't be myself. I would try to gain their approval and to try to appeal to them in every which way and basically say, just like me, just accept me. I'm sort of insecure now and I need you to, you know, grant me your acceptance. So I'm going to try to fit into your mold that you need me to be. It, as you can imagine, was an absolute nightmare for all these decades Finally, for reasons we can certainly uh, expand on and get into uh, during the show, I said, F that noise, no more. F that noise. And really, that became more than just an exclamation. As we'll discuss, it became the five-step process, a Uh system, if you will, right? We're going to work that system. It became the system. N-O-I-S-E became the thing that I was able to systematically and strategically do to move through the fear and become the person I am today. Unmasked, no longer living in fear. Well, just because I want to hear the backstory, so maybe there's not one, but was there a turning point? Because, I mean, I can relate to this a little bit. So kind of being a chameleon and going into these different situations to kind of, you know, be under the radar, make everyone like you, fit into the situations. Was there a point where you said, okay, something bad happened or something good happened? You said, okay, I need to stop doing this or what happened? Absolutely. So in retrospect, looking back now, again, this was my persona, my personality for for 40 plus years. And what became the most frustrating thing throughout all of it is like all of us, we know, we know what we're capable of. And because I wasn't 
um, acting upon that capability, I would become so frustrated because everything I was trying or attempting or doing in business, I've always had my own businesses and wondered why this thing isn't working or why can't I just do this or why can't I connect over here? And I desperately wanted to connect with people because I felt so isolated, so lonely, but mm -hmm. go figure, I'm hiding every real genuine part of myself showing up and wondering, hmm, why can't we connect? Why doesn't anybody really, you know, relate or connect to me? Because, you know, I have that block on. Mm -hmm. So it becomes so frustrating because I see everybody else doing what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that leads to anger, resentment, envy, all those ugly emotions we don't like to talk about that you just say, why me? And then he put on the victim hat and say, oh, everybody else can, but I can't do it. So to jump to the turning point after years and years of just genuinely wanting to change and, you know, reading the books and trying to implement, but you always wind up back where you right. feel you belong. Mm -hmm. So six years, I met the uh, beautiful woman who has now become my wife. Mm -hmm. And we now have two amazing children. And this is really what helped me say, F that noise. Mm -hmm. So right now I have two children. Side note, a role that I always knew I wanted to do, I wanted to be a dad, but I never realized, never realized just how much I would identify embrace, adore the role of dad. My two children, I have an amazing five-year-old daughter, Danica, a three-year-old son, Harrison. Always give them shout outs as often as I can because they are, they don't know it at this point. I mean, they feel it, but they don't know how pivotal and instrumental they've been and continue to be in my journey today. So I have these two adoring children who have always, as children do, they look up to their parents to see, okay, what am I supposed to do? You know, how does the world work? And they look to us for these cues. And my goodness, the cues I was giving early on in their lives, you know, those, those first few years even, it was not pretty, right? I was angry. I, was I didn't know any better. So they're watching and they're like, okay, dad, got it. That's the way you react to a situation. Good. I'll be angry and I'll, I'll throw and kick and scream. Understood. So finally, I'm like, you know, I know how I grew up feeling as a child. I felt from a very early age, very insecure, very alone, very left out. Mm -hmm. And... I realized that, wow, I'm just, you know, as they say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I didn't, I didn't want them to grow up with that same feeling that I was the environment I was creating. And I said, wow, well, I know what a life like seeking approval is like. And the last thing I want is, let's take my daughter, for example. I don't want her, when she's a young adult, seeking approval, we know how ugly that can get very quickly. And I know that if I'm now 20 years down the road in my rocking chair, an empty nest, watching my kids navigate the world the best they know how, and they're seeking approval, that can get very ugly very quickly. And I said, I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing that they just watched everything I did. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I said, F that noise and created that five-step process uh -huh. 
to, um, to step up and say, forget that. I have to, I have to change things here and now. Wow. Well, I think this is a good message because pretty much all of our audience has kids. And I know for me, same thing. Having my kids, I was like, wow, I'm a dad now. I've got three boys. So they're going to learn how to be a man for me. Yeah. So I don't even know what that looks like. So, you know, that definitely does push you on that direction. I'm sure when we get through this, um, this F9 noise process, obviously for your kids, for yourself, but I think for your business as well, uh, being authentic is, is key for, for growth, for, for partnerships, for sales. If you, um, you know, if you don't know yourself and you can't be your true self, it definitely, you can't make those connections. And fear, fear is a big reason why people just dilute themselves and become uh, vanilla or chameleons. So let's kick it off. So what is the first step and what can we, what can we learn? I will just say that uh, just to piggyback on that, it's so true because the reason I got to where I am today within the Hidden Entrepreneur brand and uh, journey is because of that. in all my other businesses, I saw that the worse off I was as a person, that's what directly impacted and influenced everything. I would continue to get the results or lack thereof that I was expecting subconsciously and it, it didn't work for business. So yeah. All right. So step one, what is that? So uh, I'm assuming F that noise, um, maybe not the F word. What, is, what does F stand for? Well, well, forget F, forget the F, forget that. It's, it's really about the noise, right? That's okay. the five steps. N-O-I-S-E. I'll go through them. And if you want to interject or have yeah, me expand I'd love to. further. Yeah. All right. So F that noise, the N, what we're talking about here are your emotions, right? Yeah. What we're looking to do is change the emotional state you're currently in. So everything we're talking about is about your emotion. So for the end, what we're going to do predominantly, we want to name it. Yes, we have a few emotions, but we have to put a name to the main predominant emotion. Is it anger? Is it envy? Is it despair? Is it boredom? Is it confusion? Is it frustration? What really is it for you? Name it. For me, it was anger. I was so angry at so much. Okay, so once you name the emotion... All right. So is that emotion holding you back from being yourself? So anger is well, holding you back or fear is holding you back or how does that work? Well, the emotion is the is sort of the response, okay. right? Is your habitual much of what we're doing day in and day out is a learned habit. So mm -hmm. we'll we'll be triggered by something, we'll see something, we'll we'll be among something, we'll enter something, and the same emotion that our body is so used to, so comfortable, will arise, will always be in that state. So it's almost the response. So we want to first get a hold of what all this is so then we could tackle it. So first we're going to name that emotion that you find you are most predominantly living with. Okay. Then the O. Now we are going to own that emotion, meaning it's not about anybody or anything else out here. It is ours. We are the ones that want to change. I'm not looking to change you. I'm not looking to change my wife or my boss or my kids or my friends or my parent or anybody. I, I'm the one. I have to own that emotion. And it's so important because when I'm working with clients, one of the questions for this step that I ask, and there's, it's a simple question, but if you really look into it, there's a trap. Mm -hmm. The question is, what's bothering you? 
And when, when people start answering that, they will typically start naming people. Oh, well, my boss is always on my case. My wife says this. My boyfriend does that. The question isn't who. It's not who's bothering you. It's what's bothering you. And it goes back to that emotional state. What is bothering you? And it's yours. You don't want to give the power. We're not trying to change the people, right? So by owning that emotion, you take it on and it's yours and yours alone. And that's what we want because that gives you the power to make the change. Yep. Now we're we're ready for the I. So you're not a uh, victim of your own circumstance, your own emotion. It really applies to you. Or I'm not going to say, oh, you know, God, that Fonger, he's always doing this to me. I can't. Now I'm going to try to change you. No, thank you. It's not Mm -hmm. about that. It's it's my issue. I'm going to own that emotion so I can make the change. Mm -hmm. And you do you, but I'm going to make the change. And that's what really works. You know, so many of us live with spouses or feel like we're uh, in, in an environment we can't get out of. You might not have to get out of it. Right now, you just have to own that emotion so you can begin to make the change. Mm-hmm. Now the I. Okay. You want to identify with it. Simply put, you want to now say, whoa, yes, I am angry. I am bored. I am envious. I am in despair. Mm-hmm. I am confused. I, whatever that emotion is, I right. am angry. You want to identify with it, right? So it's a sense of power and a sense of admission. Okay. So you're not hiding from your emotion yeah. or right. pretending like exactly. that. Okay. Yeah. That's, right. that's you gotta you're not hiding from it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh, powerful stuff. And I think people can definitely apply this because it's, it's very easy just to pretend like it's not there and move on to something easier to deal with. (laughs) Exactly. Or blame somebody else and say, well, if they didn't do this, then I wouldn't. Oh gosh. That's like the, that's like the biggest thing right there. You know, it's, we're not trying to change. It's in spite of all these external circumstances. So you identify with it, right? Admit it. Yeah, I am angry. That's okay. Now the S Mm -hmm. you want to sit with it. Okay. Now that we've done all this, it's time to sit with it. Could be a few hours, it could be a few days. Okay. What's the purpose of this? We're going to be very aware. Self-awareness is key. That's also what all of this is developing. Mm-hmm. You become aware of everything that's happening and how you're feeling in and around yourself. So you want to sit with it, meaning you're going to start seeing what's triggering what's causing what's producing this emotion does it happen around a certain person does it happen around a certain event does it happen around a certain time of day what is triggering it and the more you observe the more you become aware and when you notice well wow it it always happens here or every time this person says this about me or about my weight or about my this or about my that I, I feel that that's always, you know, triggering me. And what we then can do is now that we got a, a very specific handle on it, we create a pattern interrupt, mm-hmm. which means we can start now putting specific things in place to not only begin to get your frame of mind and your circumstances better equipped to lessen 
the times that the emotion is going to be felt. But when you are triggered, we create a pattern interrupt so you don't fall down that habitual path that our bodies and minds so comfortably like to default to. Okay. That's, that's what's happening. We go back to these patterns. So what is, so is the pattern interrupt the uh, E then if we're going to go? No, 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 so, no. Okay. still well, with the S. What's an example of a pattern interrupt? So you sit with it and then what is, what do you interrupt it with? Okay. So um, if, if you come home and your wife always says, you know, every time you come home, uh, you're always late. You're always dropping your clothes on the floor. You never clean. And she's just berating you and you are going to now feel a certain way. That's, let's say that's the trigger. Mm-hmm. Instead of reacting first through this, we know how you respond and react to that. Yep. Uh-huh. But now, instead of that, we might create a pattern interrupt. So instead of then like storming off and throwing yourself and kicking and screaming, maybe you're going to do something else. Maybe you're going to calmly go, go downstairs and run on the treadmill for five minutes or just start or just, you know, calmly take off your jacket and hang it up. Not anything to do with what she said or didn't say, but that's just an action that instead of, because every time this happens, you always do the same thing. You always run into the kitchen and then you have this heated debate and argument and you're trying to prove your, no, if that's the case, just, she said it, instead of doing that, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to Mr. Rogers this whole thing. You remember Mr. Rogers? He would do everything. He'd sit. You know what? I'm going to just now, I'm going to take off my shoes. This is fine. It has nothing to do with what's going on here, but this is helping me create a totally different pattern and response to it. And then your body says, whoa, what, what just happened there? This is, this is a little different. And it, over time, you know, things start changing. So you get in control of the, of the system at this point. There you go. So what's the, uh, so you do the pattern erupt, you, you're now kind of uh, physically taking control of it. Now, what is, what is the E? The E is the logical progression and only viable outcome from the N, the O, the I, and the S, and it is evolve. Okay. You will evolve. And what's the definition of evolve? To gradually change over time. And that's the amazing thing. This is never a quick fix. And really, we don't want that. Right. Uh, and it didn't take you uh, quick to develop this habit of response. So it's not going to be a quick process, but it will be uh, a process where slowly but surely you see incredible change. Mm -hmm. So we want to slowly change over time. And the Latin root word of evolve is evolvere, which means to unravel or unwind. Mm -hmm. So think about something, a, uh, you know, something rolled up that you are unwinding. It opens up over time slowly but surely well this is sounds like a very powerful model and i'm trying to think this through in terms of you know different situations that come up uh, in business and personal life do you just do it once and then that that same pattern interrupt in the same process for let's just say you, you get angry at home you get angry at work you get angry while driving is that one emotion do you have the same model for that emotion or do you have to come up with different models for different situations so let's just say it is it's in the car, it's at work when the, when the employee shows up late, and it's also when you come Great home. Question. So same, same system each time or different each time? 
Great question. So here's what I think. I think that's something like this. First of all, it is a consistent, ongoing action that you're doing in life. This, is, this really becomes a way of life. For example, today and every day from the minute I wake up, including how I wake up mm-hmm. to the minute I go to bed and how I go to bed and everything in between, there are deliberate, consistent actions and thought patterns that take place mm-hmm. to keep me on track. I always say that I'm in recovery in so many ways, whether it's substance abuse or not, you know, and in some ways it always is, but substance abuse or not, this is recovery and it has to be looked at, right? You are, you are overcoming all of these negative habits and patterns. So yes, we're, there are going to be multiple things like, um, you know, uh, our spouses might trigger us, but then that person in traffic might trigger us. What I think your example, you're like, you're in the car and something, but guess what? Once you get to a point where you're starting to free yourself of this uh-huh. and put better habits in place, replace those bad non-serving ones with the better ones. Mm-hmm. For me, I used to get just like other people. I used to get so frustrated and angry for the slow driver or the person who didn't signal or the person well, you could have made that yellow light. Now we're both stuck behind that red uh-huh. light. Why? You know, that does not trigger me anymore. Yeah. Now, I didn't work on that specifically. I worked on all of this other stuff and that's a magnificent residual effect. So once you work on the core, that's what F that noise is designed to do is really get you to identify and acknowledge the core of what's happening. What do we need to do for you? Don't worry about, I'm not looking to change anybody else. I didn't change my wife. I didn't change my children, but I am, I am now able to live spectacularly among them. Uh Uh, what I want to do is piece this through a work example, because I think this would be kind of fun for, for the audience, because yeah. um, it, it, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, obviously coaching them. A big thing that I think they have often is fear of failure. Mm. Um, so some entrepreneurs, they just, they, they don't mind failure, they fail nonstop, and they succeed a lot because they're, they're fine with it. A lot of them I work with, they get to something that they know they're probably going to fail at, and they, they stop. And then when they try, at the guy I was just talking to before I was talking to you, you know, he's going to be doing pitching himself to investors, right? pitching his business. And I told him the vast majority you go to are going to not care what you're doing. They're not going to like it. They're going to say no to you. And so I know every time he's going to pitch them, he's going to have the emotion of they don't like me. They don't like my company. They don't like my product. And it's going to be this, this spiral of, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, my company sucks, basically. I'm a bad owner. And so you, you get in that emotion. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get there whenever they, they fail. And then you get stuck there and you don't want to move on and then, and then you avoid it. So what, um, would this model work for that? Did you feel like you always know you're going to get in this motion, you're going to get stuck? Yes. The, the short answer is absolutely yes. The bigger answer is if we were to look at really what's behind that fear, it's not an isolated thing. It's not because of that investor conversation. Something like this process, F that noise, is going to help identify the bigger picture. What are we really scared of? And we're going to be able to unravel that because we're not going to isolate this moment and say, okay, how can we overcome this moment? Because there are always these moments. This moment is going to be just uh, as an analogy in your relationship at home, there's going to be something or in your uh, uh, relationship here or there. So 
it's not just identifying this situation, which is legitimate, but let's open that up and say, okay, really, really, what are we scared of? And this is a longer in-depth conversation, of course. What are we really scared of here? I was talking to a client last week and she was talking about how she, she always came to the table with, I know I need to delegate. I know I need to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But she never did, right? Mm. So there was some some issue going on that, okay, I hear your words, but every week it's like, okay, well, why aren't you doing that? And then she kept saying things and I took a step back and I said, let me ask you a question. Whose words are these? Whose words are these? And without missing a beat, she said, my ex-husband's. He always told me that I, I don't need to delegate, that, oh, I could just figure it out on my own. And he was very controlling and got in my head. So they've been divorced for over a year, but he is still with her. She huh? still is holding on to that. So things like that, that kind of conversation. Okay, it's not about you're not delegating. What are you scared of of delegating? What's the bigger picture here? Whose voice is this? What in the world is happening here? Without missing, she said, my ex-husband's. It's right there. Okay, now we can now we can drill into something. Okay, so then uh, well, this is a good, a good example. So she's stuck on that she should just do it herself. And then how did you walk her through this this model then? Well, we're actually this this conversation happened last week. So now we are we are absolutely working on it. So now mm-hmm. I have to go back to okay, let's begin. What is this emotion? What are you, are you scared? What are you really scared of? What is, how do you, I'm, I can't name it for her. What yeah. are you really scared of is going to happen? So he said, oh, you don't have to. So, so he had control, but now how does that make you feel, mm-hmm. right? What are you feeling that, that you're not strong enough, that you're going to let him down? I don't know what it is, but let's get to the core of that emotion. And that's all we need to do. Step one, name that emotion. So once you name it, we can then even take it back to years prior to uh-huh. the husband, because a lot of this stuff we, we develop uh-huh. early on. And it's like, okay, well, 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 what does this really go back to? For me, it was a whole host of insecurities as a child. Mm -hmm. That's why I had to show up gaining the approval of anybody and everybody to sort of sense of, to to feel a sense of worthiness Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I'm likable, right? Come on, like me. And, you know, it's not good for anybody. (laughs) Well, it sounds like this is a really powerful model. And, you know, the more I do uh, business coaching and consulting, the more I realize it's a mind game. And a lot of it is mental and the choices aren't, they're not uh, analytical. They're not mathematical. They're not scientific. They're just these emotions. And without dealing with what your hangups, you really can get stuck in a pattern that is unhealthy and is really holding your your business back and your, your life back really. Yeah without properly addressing it. So I really like like your friend, um, the one who said, I'm going, he, he's already going into the meeting with the investor thinking that they're going to reject me. Yep. Okay, well, you know, if, if you go in with that mindset, you know that you're going to point all roads to that and you're most likely going to get that result that you're expecting. Uh-huh. But we need to determine, okay, what, what is that about? Where mm-hmm. is that insecurity coming from? What is that really about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that your model is, you determine the emotion, like maybe maybe this is a different way to say, it, but like you're you're taking control of, mm-hmm. of the emotion, you're taking control of the of the of the pattern, the pattern you're going to follow, uh, and what you're going to do, and it's not 
outside forces necessarily who are controlling that. And I think that's a big thing that he pointed to happens mm. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many of us want to think that we are the way we are, or we respond the way we do because of all these other things that are happening in and around us in mm-hmm. our environment. And if only those stopped, yeah. then I, that's not, it's, it's just not the case. And it doesn't have to be the case. And guess what? Good news. You don't want it to be the case because you know how, it, how exhausting it would be to try to change the actions of everybody in every circumstance around you instead of you just showing up a little, a little differently. Yeah. No, it's, it's a very uh, empowering message. And I think entrepreneurs, anybody listening to this needs to realize that they're not a victim of their, their life. They can control these things. In and there. Yeah, yep. this is a really powerful system. And I know... I know, um, yeah, I'd like to dive deeper with this, but I know you've got to run now you too. So I got a couple, of, a couple more questions just so we can tie this sure. up and give some people some actual advice. So, you know, entrepreneurs listening to this under a lot of stress, certainly, I'm sure they're in bad loops. What, what advice would you give them that they should take, take, you know, from our discussion so far? Well, I think the overpowering message, whether it's something like F that noise or something else, it is about taking action. Mm -hmm. right? Take one step. The way I always end my podcast episodes is reminding the audience, if you got something out of this, just take one step forward, put something into action and watch what happens. Because so often we're paralyzed. We remain hidden. We, 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 you know, we, uh, we might, you know, um, pretend that we're putting something into play, but we, we know we're not giving it our Mm -hmm. all or we make an excuse why we can't, or we do something behind the scenes and say, oh, I'm about to, don't you, oh, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm reading these books, I'm getting through this course, I'm watching these videos, uh, this person says I got it, just, just you wait, I'm, I'm about to take action. No, uh-huh. no, no, while you're, take action now, put yeah. something into play, and you know, the results will speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and once you get some good results, you know, a very simple thing. And I've got yeah. a lot of things been back in my mind right now. Well, that one thing that really bothers me, if I could just, just do it. Yeah, and then you can build on that. So, uh, well, good. Well, this has been really, really helpful, Josh. Um, oh. where, where can folks find out more about uh, you and Hidden Entrepreneur? Um, where can they find out more about that? JoshCarry.com. Okay. So, everyone listening, JoshCarry.com. You can find out more about Josh, his method, get some help, break breakthrough with some of those uh, things that are holding you back, those systems, those, those loops. Uh, the Hidden Entrepreneur Show is the podcast. Uh, thanks again, Josh. Really enjoyed it. And everyone watching the podcast or listening, uh, tune in next week where I'm going to be interviewing someone else who's a business expert like Josh or another one of my clients who is taking the time to systemize their business. And we'll talk about how they scaled and they're working less and making more. Thanks, everybody. So cool to be here with you, Josh. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. 